0: Welcome to the Hope United Church podcast. We are one church with two locations. For video live streams of our services and more information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk.
1: Here's the title. Which year? This for a belt that's real quality. Uh, There you go. That's it. I spent. I spent I spent oh about a minute. Uh, who cares what the title's called? Yeah. Uh, this is Resurrection Sunday. Let me read a scripture. Uh as I do, this scripture would be known as the resurrection scripture, it's from 1 Corinthians 15, there's 58 verses in 1 Corinthians 15 all about the resurrection, I'm not going to read it all, uh, I'm just going to read a wee bit it says uh, 1 Corinthians 15 3, this is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth at the time and he says, for I have delivered to you first of all, That which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 people at once, of whom the greater part remained to this present, but some have died. After that, he was seen by James, that's his brother, then by the apostles, not the capital A apostles, this is the disciples. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by as by one born out of due time. And then verse 14, it says, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. If Christ is not risen, your sins are no dead. If Christ no risen, your sins are no dead, uh, n- nor have they been forgiven. Yeah. Uh, or do you really have any hope at all? Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, that's why it's the most contested event in history. In history of the Bible, there's no other more contested event than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's why so many people have tried to question it. Uh, because there's no good news if Jesus just died. If Jesus just died and never rose again, it's no no really good news. It's just a good man who lived for a wee while and then died and told us some nice wee stories. It means nothing. (laughs) If Jesus didn't rise, your whole life is irrelevant. I promise you, it doesn't matter whether you believe you. If Jesus didn't die and then rose again in the third day, your life's totally irrelevant. You'd be as well just going and having a party now. Seriously, just go, forget about it, forget about everything. Just go, let your hair and wild, go wild. Just party, Marty. There's no point. There's no point. If Jesus merely lived and died, and we have nothing but a good man who was martyred for being a good man, then the gospel does not matter. If the, in the four gospels they say, this is what they say in the four gospels, in the four gospels it says that it was women it was women who seen Jesus first. First Mary Magdalene being the very first. That would be the worst thing to write. You would not have wrote the woman seen Jesus. Women weren't quoted then. Yeah. Somebody's like, no, you not even no, even no. I know, I heard you. Women were not quoted then. Women were worse than second class citizens. No way would the four gospels have wrote that it was Mary Magdalene. They wouldn't have wrote that if it was a lie. Because that would have been the worst thing ever to try and prove. They would have wrote that it would have been Apostle Paul. They would have wrote it would have been Peter and John who, who ran to the tomb. It was not. It was women who had seen him first. Uh, Due to you know how lowly ranked women were, uh, that would have undermined the resurrection. Totally undermined the resurrection. Why would they have wrote that it was women who had seen him first if it was not true? considering that would have undermined the very resurrection in the first place, Paul would not have said publicly, and this is what he said publicly, that 500 people can testify. Have you ever tried to get two people to agree? <laughs> you can't get two people to agree. Never mind 500 people. These 500 people were being cross-examined to death. You ever played that game Chinese Whispers? And you get no. It starts with ice cream and it ends up with steak pie, yeah. and you've only you've only you've just went for the area. Starts and I, No way. These people, when Paul spoke, that five hundred people that Jesus seen them that they seen Jesus. They were of all had to have testified to that, and kept the story the same. You ever tried to tell the? Have you ever tried to keep the story the same when you're telling lies? Eh, no, I mean, no, but I mean, no, but, eh, no, but I mean. Do you get what I mean? No, eh, and then you get caught out, especially if you're a smart person. Because smart person, people can catch out liars for fi 50 yards in the dark. In fact, see, if they're really smart, they probably won't even see any of them. They'll just let the person live with it and just go, whatever. <laughs> Paul would not have said publicly that like 500 people had seen him and almost all, apart from a few fell asleep and died, apart from a few, they're all still alive to talk about it. This is 20 years later. Maybe 15, 20 years later. Wow. Yet many say he didn't rise, but was stolen. <laughs> Jesus got stolen. 500 people testified. He gets stole. Where did he go? fucking get stolen. He gets stolen with the disciples. That wouldn't have helped. That would not have helped if he gets stolen. Because in the days, seeing that day, nobody believed in the resurrection anyway. So if he was stolen, then hadn't says, "Ah, he's risen." Nobody like, don't give me it. Nobody would have believed that because in that day, in that age, in that time in history, nobody even had believed what. We don't believe in it day but then it was worse. Nobody believed in the resurrection. Their, their mindset, the, the, the Greek mindset would not have believed in the resurrection, so you have stolen and hidden them and You have seen them. We certainly wouldn't be talking about it two thousand years later. Hundreds and hundreds of people get saved. Thousands of people came to Jesus because they seen him. And it would have been impossible because in that day, as I say, the resurrection was an inconceivable idea. Because it was an inconceivable idea. Hiding them wouldn't have worked. They paid off a couple of guards. <laughs> so there'd be no point in stealing them and telling the story. Their, their mindsets didn't they believe it. They, they would have had to have seen physical. They would have had to have seen Jesus fully man, physical, resurrected. Yeah. Let me add this, just in case you are wondering whether, I'm not sure. Because I don't know about you, so I'm a, I'm a, I've been a Christian for quite a number of years now, and you sometimes miss out the resurrection. We talk about the cross, and we don't talk about the resurrection, and we don't spend any time thinking about it or detailing about it. in fact, Scripture says in Romans, Romans ten nine, confess that Jesus is Lord with your lips, and believe in your heart what that He has been risen from the dead. We never, we don't talk about that. This is what we say in church. Confess that Jesus is Lord with your lips and believe in your heart and you're born again. No, you're not. That's why many people confess that Jesus is Lord with their lips but they, do not, but they do not believe in their heart that he's risen from the dead. And when people, that's why they're no saved. That's why you've got Christian atheists in church because they believe, they, they'll say, oh, I believe in Jesus. So does the devil. I believe in Jesus but they don't know he's risen from the dead. They don't understand, they don't spend any time. And I would say, if you're on this journey with Christ, spend time reading and studying the resurrection because if you don't understand the resurrection, you're as well being a heathen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every single disciple, almost every disciple and apostle either died, either crucified upside down. Paul, Peter died getting crucified upside down. He didn't feel worthy of being crucified right up. Most of them died by getting their thloats, throats slipped. They'd just get grabbed. This is how they'd done it without any Tells you in the book of Acts that James, the brother of John, I mean, the passage, it's like four words. It's not even a big hullabaloo about how they died, you know what I mean? We want everybody to know. You know? You ever think about that? Who's going to be at my funeral? <laughs> Who's going to be at my funeral? We're obsessed, aren't we? Totally obsessed about that. I read that somebody the other day says, you know what will largely be determined how many people are at your funeral? The weather. you believe that? The weather. But loads of people not, you feel, I mean, it's a, you want to die in the summer if you want a big funeral. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> These guys were grabbed with the head and their throat slit predominantly. That's what it says in Acts about James. He was gra- grabbed John's brother. He was just grabbed throat slit. And then it says and then James was, was grabbed Head chopped off, and then just goes on to the next thing. We don't even talk about them. We're obsessing about stuff forever. Yeah. But think about it: if all these guys were grabbed and th- throat slit, or crucified upside down, can you imagine doing it for a hoax? Nah, I'm only kidding. He didn't, didn't really get. Would you, would you really? Would you know squeal? Would you squeal? Yeah. Would, you squeal? Yeah. would you go that hard on the new? I never seen him. I never seen him. <laughs> 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 Even if you did see him, you'd maybe say you'd never seen him. Yeah. Almost every single one of these guys, almost everyone, hundreds and hundreds of men, had their th- throat slit because they testified to the resurrection. Yeah. Would you? For a hoax? It's crazy even thinking about it. Let me last say, also, every single miracle and historical event in the Bible, every single miracle and historical event, including the partner of the Red Sea that they can, they found evidence for, and scientists and archaeologists have found evidence why that happened, and different things, you, you see things happening that happened thousands and thousands of years ago in the Bible. Almost every single miracle or every historian would say that See, they're having a ball, aren't they? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> see, I'm only kidding. See if your Wayne's out there, I'm only kidding. <laughs> talk, talk to him. Don't talk to him, my Wayne like that. He's, he's special. <laughs> see, when you were young, see when somebody came to my... This has got nothing to do with the message. See, when you were young, see if an adult came to your door to you, tell your mum that you'd done something. The Denny's got hot again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, whether I was right or not, right, it's not my fault. Never mind. <laughs> no, it's like no, no, my way. <laughs> They're not saying anything. No, 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 no ma, ma no, no, my, way. no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I'm sure denies are like that in here. This is getting live-linked to you, and it? You'll see people
0: like,
1: I just hate to annoy them. <laughs> it's therapy. Don't you know? Yeah. Crazy to even think they would have done it as a hoax. So anyway, historians, theologians uh, say that of all the miracles and all the things that was done, the resurrection is the easiest thing to prove. Why? Because the reason it's so easy to authenticate is because of the amount of people that testified and how many stories it lined up and then thousands and thousands of years later, it, it categorizes the exact same events. Uh, every event concurred to prove it to be true. The resurrection, therefore, the resurrection, therefore, is not just the end of sin. And this is why they didn't want it. It's not the end of sin, it's the start of grace yeah. forever. Yeah. It's the start of grace forever. Yeah. It's continued forgiveness forever. It's amazing. Isn't it? It's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Continue. I was talking to somebody over the weekend and they were. No, they're not No, no, sorry <laughs> I was talking. I was, so, I was t- And they were raging. And I says, I know grace is a scandal, isn't it?
0: It's
1: a scandal.
0: Yeah.
1: Forgiveness forever. That means know what you've done yesterday. Any's done, in any? Last week, last year, forever. Know what you're going to do today, because to you've probably already been up to stuff already. I have. You're like, what have you been up to, like? I've just been just in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Just, 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 just. I, 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 people annoy me. <laughs> it's just life, innit? You just look at them, you lot, bad face. It's good. I can't see, honestly, no, because of my eyesight. Just the lights, you, you can't see beyond the second row here. Up put all smiley folk in the first two rows, so I can don't see face tripping you. Mm. Then I've got to deal with it. Mm. Listen, your face could be tripping you for loads of reasons, but anyway, it's up to you. The resurrection is not just the end of sin, it's the start. Of... Usually face tripping years is, is, look at me. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that? It's always look at me. Yeah. You know what I've done? see the people that carry the most amount of grace. You don't know the, the people that carry the, the, the amount of grace. They don't want to inflict their face on folk. Yeah. I'm going to get any bother if I keep going here. Because <laughs> they want to show it. They want to show it. They're looking for attention. Yeah. But no, you remember when you were away wee wee and you were And my parents just go, I've seen you. I've seen it. I've seen your face. You know, you're wanting that attention. Yeah. Oh. The resurrection is not just the end of sin, it's the start of a life of grace forever. It's continued forgiveness forever. No wonder they didn't want to testify it. No wonder, yeah. no wonder they wanted to disprove the resurrection. Yeah. Continued forgiveness forever. Continued redemption forever. Continued grace forever. What does grace mean? God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's tattoo. It's your new is it? God's riches at Christ's expense. Some of these have no room left. to get out of the old ones, the old unredeemed ones. Barry Woodward says that he got a tattoo done with a guy who was dyslexic and he had a loving hat. Love hat. Before <laughs> <laughs> <Love heart. laughs> <laughs> the resurrection, grace does not exist. Yeah, we, we don't so live so. under grace until the resurrection. Yeah. Jesus would be back on the cross. Yeah. Living on the cross. Oh. Like you see in some places of worship. Jesus is still, he's not on the cross. He's resurrected, he's not on the cross. He's not on the cross anymore. Damn off the cross. Might look nice, but he's not on the cross, it's empty. He's not on the tomb either. That's empty as well. Mm -hmm. He's not on the cross, he's not on the tomb, he's risen. But the resurrection, grace has no meaning whatsoever. We're back in works and back in penance and performance and all that stuff to try and make us feel good because we feel guilty. Back in trying to find redemption, but no solution. I was reading the other day about a wee boy, a man who came on holiday, an American man, and he came on holiday to Scotland and he, he visited the Kelvin Grove Museum, and as he was walking through the museum he noticed a wee boy just standing uh, well maybe that, I don't know but he was like anyway <laughs> just doing that uh, I don't know why I'm bending I'm only about eight, anyway <laughs> uh, that's with my heels on <laughs> I wish heels would come back for men yeah. <laughs> they greatly benefit us wee guys <laughs> I've not met MD under five foot ten who wishes they weren't just a bit taller. Am I right? Everybody under five foot ten try to sleep with their toes pointed. Everybody. Everybody. I was talking to one of the youth the other day and we were talking, it was Wanny, James and Donna's kids. I better not say the youth because that could be MD. I was talking to and uh, I don't know what I mentioned and then I said something. This has got nothing to do with the message either. I was just talking about toes pointing and that and then thinking about lying in bed there and then it reminded me that. And I was talking about practising kissing on the pillar. And they're like, what? What? What are you talking about? I said, aye. Come on. It's different now. You're just practising people now. But then, but then, you did didn't you? Can any of you remember? See, see this. You share this stuff and it just is healing. <laughs>
0: Do
1: you remember that, Callum? <laughs> 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 uh, and the last of me, it was, it was, it was Alicia, it was you and whatnot. She looked at me like, What And you talking about? I said, is, is that old fashioned now? <laughs> just, does people not do that? No. <laughs> the wee guy standing in the Kelvin Grove Museum, and as he was walking, as a man walks through the museum, he sees this wee boy standing, looking at the, the painting, and if any of you have been at the Kelvin Grove, but just watch, sometimes they take it away. Kirsty and her church say she went to visit it a couple of weeks ago, looking forward to seeing... Uh, Tri St. John, you know, the, the Salvador Dali paint, one of the greatest paintings ever. And it was away. Somebody took a lenient for the weekend. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Like, one of the, one of the curators. Oh, I've got it, right him. No, like, you get the rabbit, him, for school. You know, you know, when you're school, you get the hamster. I never, ever got the hamster, him. Like oh, it's sitting in the mantelpiece, no. Oh, I get it on a Friday, I've got right, it. Bring it back on Monday. I'm doing that as if I'm eating cornflakes, watching it. That's exactly <laughs> oh, thank God for the cross that's just healed this. And the man says to him, Listen, grow up. Because this, is, this is becoming so immature. <laughs> And he was, was staring straight, straight up at the painting. And the man passes by. And he says, what's that, son? The wee boy says, are you kidding me? You Scottish guy. <laughs> you kidding me? He says, that's the painting of our Lord dying on the cross. Oh, Christ St. John of the crosses. He says, that's a painting of my Lord dying on the cross. And the man said, oh, thanks very much. And moved on. And as he strolled through the gallery he stopped at another painting as he was just starting to fix his eyes in the next painting he felt a wee tug in his sleeve and he looked down and seen the same wee boy and he says to him yes son he says I forgot to tell you the rest of the story he didn't stay in that cross you know he rose again I need to tell you this mister Else that's just a painting. (laughs) And the wee guy walked away. Without the resurrection, we'll always need to do something. Be something, behave in a way, perform. Need someone to heal us or need money or stuff. Many Christians live with pain and unforgiveness and solutions for the life that is known Christ because they've never fully grasped the good news of the resurrection. Did they stop at the cross? The good news is no the way Jesus walked or talked or even died. That's no the good news. That's a story. The good news is, is that he rose on the third day that we could live forever in his presence. That's the good news. It's only the story of a good man without that. Ephesians 2.4.9 But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 For by grace you have been saved through faith that not by yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. When we give our lives to Jesus, we don't get freedom for what we done yesterday. We get freedom for what you day tomorrow. Isn't that a scandal? I heard someone say, does that, does that mean you won't feel the weight of sin? Talked to somebody about this recently. It says, "Does that mean when you get saved because of the grace thing, you don't feel the weight of sin?" I says, "The opposite. The total opposite. Because you've been saved by grace, you'll deeply feel it. Before I get saved, I felt nothing. If you can feel guilt and you can feel shame, you're closer to God than you think. It's no popular, but it's true. If you can feel the weight of your sin and your shame." You won't if you didn't even know Jesus, you wouldn't feel any way or shame. Oh mm-hmm. my life, you ever I, was, I don't know if any can identify with us. I just felt no right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, some of these are identifying with that too much, lot, like, I know what you feel. <laughs> I don't think you're identifying for you, I think we know I we know that about you, Mark. <laughs> I think you're just you're just amening me there. It doesn't mean that we won't feel the weight of our sin. It, yeah. Absolutely no. It means you won't feel the weight of it because you know who paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. When we start looking for other things, you know, some of the things we do is to find, see, this is the difference between the cross and the resurrection. Christians who believe in the cross but know the resurrection or, or, or don't understand the resurrection will confess that Jesus is Lord with their lips but constantly look for compensation. To live the life they want to live yeah. so they can still live with money being their God. Yeah. They'll kid on their repent of, but they're not really. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that makes them allow to live the life they want. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you won't feel the weight of your sin, absolutely no. It means that you will. But when I get saved, I felt the weight, the total weight of my wretchedness and my sin and see before that I couldn't have gave a rip. Show me somebody who's never repented and I'll show you somebody that's never been saved. Show me somebody that's never said sorry. No, you ever say sorry that? No, well, I'm sorry if. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're not sorry then. No, that's sorry. Well, I'm sorry if. Well, don't bother saying it. Yeah. If there's an if attached to it, don't even bother because there's never really been repentance. Yeah. It means you will feel the weight of it because you'll know who paid for it. Yeah. That's what we feel. It's not that we go about going, woe is me. Oh. Oh. That's no repentance. That's feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. That's attention-taking. Right? That's self. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. You feel the weight of it because you know. Yeah. You also know who's paid the price for it. Yeah. And it wasn't us. The death of Jesus nails our sin to the cross, the resurrection blots it out. The death of Jesus nails our sin to the cross, the resurrection blots it out forever. Yeah. We still feel it though. Yeah. Don't worry if you think, oh, I don't know if I'm saved, I feel bad. Oh, what would you feel bad about? Oh, guilt has got nothing to do with truth, it's the feeling you have when it goes against your belief system. Yeah. Hashtag that. Guilt is nothing to do with truth. It's the feeling you have when it goes against your belief system. Listen, see if you shoot somebody and feel guilty. You should. (laughs) Some of you feel guilty for things we've never done. It's just a mindset, a belief that you think you've let people do and all that stuff. And that's why we need the sanctifying worthy Jesus Christ. Which I'm deeply passionate about. I don't know a pastor who's no deeply concerned about that. There's nothing more frustrating when I meet people and spend time with people and they're maybe saved or if they are but they're not becoming more like Jesus yeah. at all. The death of Jesus nails our sins to the cross. The resurrection blots out yesterday's, today's, tomorrow's sin are forgiven. Every single one of them, forever. And because of that you won't want to go and live any other way. It's because of that you won't want to go and sin. It's because of that that you, that you won't want to do the wrong thing. It's because of that that you want to live the right life. Yeah. Yeah. Still feel shame, yeah? yeah? Shame, guilt says I've done something wrong. Shame says I am something wrong. Yeah. You got, guilt says I've done something I shouldn't have done. Shame's different. Shame's on you and it, it just makes you feel Adopted. I'm just saying that because that's what I used to feel like. As a wee boy, I ah, I'm adopted. <laughs> Anyone ever think that? Like, Where's the 40s of me? Where's the 40s of me? Where's the 40s of me before I was seven? Yeah. That thing that goes on inside you, didn't you? Do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah. No, no yeah. it's just for you then. That you just don't feel as if you can fit. Yeah. You know, that you feel Odd. And you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You could be in a room and you can be hey, 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 hey. and inside you're going, I'm no, I'm no all right. Yeah. Yeah. Inside you, you don't you, you, I mean you don't want to take it I never ever went for a pint lot. Kind of a pint, please, for my low self-esteem and low self-worth.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you never done that. But that's what you felt inside. Yeah. Yeah. You still feel shame, you will still feel guilt, but the difference is. We don't just live knowing who we are, we live knowing who's we are. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. I don't just live knowing who I am. And when we get saved by God's grace, you go on this amazing dis- journey of discovery. You finding out who you really are. But do you know what you go on another amazing journey? Finding out who you really know. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. I've learned more about who I'm know than who I am. Yeah. It's like there's two different types of people in church. I speak to people this: they're artists and they're sculptors, right? So we're a sculpting church predominantly because I'm the main speaker so an artist adds stuff beautiful like Max Factor <laughs> I don't know why I'm looking at you Jim <laughs> just add a wee bit there. Uh, a bit mascara there pal <laughs> and an artist adds stuff to make you look more beautiful yeah. a sculptor he's got a hammer and a chisel we're a hammer and chisel church. Yeah. And we start knocking off what you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we start, ch- and it's Sora. Yeah. So you start, ch- oh. yeah. and all of it, and at Disney, because you just start as a big lump. Well, some is. Yeah. A real lump. And you start chiseling off and you end up getting back to the origin of who you were meant to be. It's all the stuff that we've put on. There's yeah. So there's, there's artists and there's sculptors and sculptors Just, oh, you don't need that. Oh, you don't need that because it's all the stuff we put on over the years. Uh, Let me close. 11 minutes. Exactly. (laughs) 11 minutes. What am I going to talk about for the next 11 minutes? I've got three stories. Seriously, I have. Let me just close by saying this. I'd been talking about and I'll read, about a scrip- I'll read a wee tiny bit of scripture. Uh, in fact, let me read the scripture first. Let me go, go to, I was going to tell you about the story of the prodigal son because it's the one that I identify with probably more than any other story in my life. Just about the son who was... He, he, he wanted to cash his chips in right away. Yeah. And I've been talking about the, the story of the Lion King. And the story of the Lion King is very similar to the story of the prodigal son. It's also very similar to the story of Joseph. I close my eyes, that Joseph, right? Very similar to that guy. (laughs) Never listens to the word, but listens to that. (laughs) And it's very similar to that, the story of the Lion King, the story of the prodigal son, the the story of Joseph. They're all similar stories. They're basically the story of people that started life for the beans with big dreams and big ambitions, you were going to do this, you were going to be brilliant, you were going to become a supermodel. You know, you were going to be this, you were going to be that, you were going to be a professional football player, you were going to become an entrepreneur, you were going to become the the world's greatest, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And then what happens is, things happen in your life. Things go on you. You do things and people say things and, you know, your last day of freedom was the first day you were born. You were a free person until that happened. Right until you came out the womb, you were having a ball. And then people got hold of you. Yeah. Yeah. And humans got hold of you and started to mould you and shape you. And through th- how they seen how you should be, you became their version of you or your version of them. Whatever you want to yeah. look at it as things got on as and the prodigal son, he then wanted to cash in his chips, and he wanted all his inheritance, and God gave him his inheritance, and then it says, that's, I love it, but it says, it says then, no long after it, he left, it's almost impossible, when you get everything, that you want to stay with God, yeah. very, very few, no, honestly, I've seen, I need to just say this because it, it might help some of you. See when you're on a journey with God, stay away from relationships. Can I just say that now? I don't care. Fling darts at me. Stay away from flipping relationships. You're not ready for a relationship. Find out who you are first. Yeah. Find out who you are first. Don't jump into relationships. relationship. Oh, even when the urge drives you. Oh, he loves me, but... <laughs> don't do it don't dare it's always at that point I promise you if you've never been on a date for ages and you've just been you at church you'll be due one (laughs) say no (laughs) say say no don't speak to the hand (laughs) speak that's what it because you want to cast your chips in right away because at that moment in time human beings is still your God more than Jesus is and you'll tend to just go Telling you through experience, I, I, I couldn't even, I don't have enough digits to tell you the stories of that stuff. Yeah. Because people just are so drawn to that and we're so drawn to acceptance and love and approval for people. And the prodigal son is like ah, not long after he go, over and he's off. Yeah. It says no longer, you can't stay when you're pursuing something else. And he goes away and he spends his money in wild living. Oh yes, I get that. Spend his money in wild living. Think you're going to... Have you ever, have you ever a this? You've got about five. When I mean, you see me, you're young, you've got five. You think it's going to last for about 50 years, don't you? <laughs> well, sometimes like that, even in no, new, I mean, you've got your wage. That's me, all right. I'm on my feet now. What do you mean? you never get another bill, like. <laughs> You'll never have another bill. That's me, I'm on my feet now. It's one wage you've got. You're honestly, you're no on your feet. Oh, that's me, I'm on my feet. That's why people are obsessed with money. You know, one of the reasons people are so in control of money and finances is because seeing their home seeming there were no money, there were a lot of sadness, and seeming there was, there were a lot of happiness. You become addicted to the money because you think that's what's happiness, and the, other, the opposite's not how it works. And he goes away and spends his money in well-loving. He thinks it's going to last forever. And then he meets all his fair-weather friends, that, like Simba did when he went away, and he meets Timon and Pumbaa and they're like don't, worry, don't worry. what was that song? a Matata bad philosophy <laughs> And not a bad philosophy you can't even live like that <laughs> Pumbentamon kinder no real <laughs> it's a cartoon <laughs> mm. they just want you staying in that wee world because it makes them feel better about their life yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't care about who you become yeah. they don't care you become a f- ferocious lion, they don't care that you're a ferocious lion they just want to stay, they just want to keep you the same they want to keep you as a poodle yeah. We poodle they don't want you turning into a lion some people don't want you turning into a lion or a lioness, they want you to stay the way you are and not. wee bubble and wee world and you're wee nice pal it's like the story of the ugly duckling eh it was never an ugly duckling but it, it was brought up in that environment. Yeah. And it wasn't until it seen its reflection. I'm not meant to be here. The prodigal son spent his life in that world and thinking, this is the life. This is the life. You know what you do, you know, what prod, do you know who prodigals always meet? When they leave? Prodigals. Yeah. Always prodigals meet prodigals, quitters meet quitters, every single time, even if they didn't like each other. (laughs) They bump into, if you ever noticed that, they bump into each other. You know, when I used to have girlfriend, prisoners, girlfriends, whatever. (coughs) The one thing they used to, because they didn't know each other, they had the same commonality, they both hated me. (laughs) Don't blame them. And then they would become pals, they had the commonality. Quitters are drawn to quarters because then they don't challenge each other. Yeah. And here's the prodigal son spending his money and well in willing living along with other prodigals. You're just ready to come back. I've seen it a hundred times. You're just maybe ready to turn and come back. And who do you bump into? Another prodigal with a resentment. Yeah. I'm not getting back there either. <laughs> You always, you always meet them. That's why I always say, don't party with prodigals. You're just ready to come back. You're following when you're locked. I better get back to Jesus. I better get back to church. And then you meet somebody they're leaving like that, raging. I'm not getting back to that. Hope you're not to hear that. I'm not getting back to that, Listen to that. Listen to that. Who talks like that? Why am I looking at you? <laughs> and I'm looking back. And then you meet people and go, me either, me either. And it just keeps you lost. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. You always meet these people. Yeah. And eventually, the prodigal son starts making his way home and he prepares a speech. You ever had that? You're going back you're going to prepare the speech about how you're going to apologise. Like, hey, I'll say that, but then they'll say that, but then I'll say that, but then they'll say that. Do you ever have the arguments in your head and nobody's there? Nobody else in the room other than you, but they'll say that, but they'll say that, but I'll say that, but they'll say that, but I'll be back with that. (laughs) Then you start arguing, falling out with them, there's nobody there, there's nobody in the room, it's just you and your head. And you've prepared your speech, and you're going back, and the son starts making his way back, and it says the father sees him from a far way off, and he runs. And the son starts his speech. I've been no good. I've been... uh, And the father just grabs him and hugs him. And says, my son was lost and now he's found. I don't need to know where you've been. I don't need to know what you've done. I'm just glad you're back. Prepare a banquet. Let's have a feast. The perfect story. Every single person making their way back home. Simba eventually bumps into his past. And, and, and they say you need to come back yeah. and he says I don't want to come back I'm hated there. people don't like me I'm you know that you ain't convinced that nobody likes you mm-hmm. convinced that people are talking about you yeah. convinced that people have got in for you that yeah. they can see into your soul and he says no no you, you've misunderstood we need you to come back and he says okay I'll come back and as he comes back he finds out that it was the negative voices and it was the Scar, the, 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 <coughs> neck. <laughs> Couldn't you think, you ain't in There was Scar, the, 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 the lion who was obsessed with being in control, yeah. and controlling his life, that actually was manipulating him into believing he was less than what he was, yeah. and he defeats that, and... Everybody in that, everybody in the Holy Africa in this, obviously in this film, they were all waiting for Simba to grow up and become Simba so that they could be free themselves. You don't know who your coming home is going to help. When I get saved by God's grace, I was just quite happy to be to hell. I'm 19 years sober the day. Day, this day it was my last drink. It was my last drink of alcohol and drugs 19 years ago. To this very, very day, I, I, I thought on so the 20th. I'm in my 20th year of continued sobriety through God's, but nothing but God's grace. Yeah. Let me close by saying this, and this is a story I was going to read because it's an amazing picture. There's three stories in Luke uh, 15 and. This one is, there's, there's the lost son, which I just mentioned there. There's the the lost coin. And this this one is the lost sheep, which I so identify with. And then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost Which you see this but see when I read this but I couldn't believe it and I've read it hundreds of times and when he has found it he puts it on his shoulders rejoicing and when he comes home he calls together his friends and neighbours saying to them rejoice with me for I have found my sheep which was lost I say to you likewise there are more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 who just think they're good I love the picture of Jesus coming searching for us. There are hundreds of people when he comes searching for you. He just comes looking for you. He's on a journey finding you and he he searches you. Another one about the lost coin, he says he likes his lamp. The Holy Spirit comes and just draws you. And he just comes and looks for you as if he knows the cry of your heart and the pain in your heart and that you've had enough and he comes looking for you. And and then he finds you. He just leaves the 99 who are not looking for it and then he comes looking for you. This amazing rescue mission that he comes looking. Hearing all the cries of your heart and all the lonely times and all the times you didn't fit in and all the times that you carried shame and guilt. And all the times that you thought you weren't good enough, or special enough, or you would never cut the mustard, or alright for them, I'm I'm not good enough. You might even have came to church or a place of faith, and then you bump into somebody like a scar who actually make you feel even worse because they think they're high and mighty and they're even better than you. And how could you ever fit into that level of living? And, I'm not even a specialist, and they might look the part, and they might do this, and they might make you even feel even worse, that how could a dirty, rotten sinner like me, how could a God love me? And then it takes you further away, and Jesus comes after you. And the amazing thing about what he done in this story, and I don't know why I'd never read it, he picks up the sheep. What a picture. And he puts it on his back. See, We are the cross. We are the cross. We are all sheep and have went astray. We are the cross and he's the saviour. And he picks us up. We're the cross. Every one of us is on that. Every one of us. Every one of us. Every sin, every shame, every hurt, every wound, every we've ever said, every we've ever done, every hurt, wound, every lie we've ever taught, every lie we've ever been told, that's it. And he picks up and he starts carrying it back. Like he did to Calvary and it's us. It's us he's carrying to Calvary. Everyone is. Yeah. That's why there's so much blood. And then he nails it to the cross. He takes Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and three days later he was resurrected. That's amazing grace. That's that's the story of the resurrection. That's the story at Easter, that's the story that's still alive and well today. Behold the Lamb of God who saves the sins of the world. Thank God it could never be with works because I am bad to the core. Honestly. Could never be with works. I'll never be good enough. I could never be good enough. And the more I'll never be good enough either and the next day I'll never be good enough and ever, ever be good enough. Don't need to be good enough. He's good enough. Thank you, God.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from Hope United. You can stay connected with us through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages.